1: what is up? Welcome to Monday, February 22nd edition of Roughing the Kicker, a daily Kansas City Chiefs podcast on ArrowheadReport.com. I'm your host, Tucker Franklin, and joining me today, it's a Mark Van Sickle Monday. Get used to it in the offseason. Mark is now joining me on Mondays. It'll be a good time. I'm excited for it, and Mark has come up with a new idea for today's podcast, and I'm really excited about it. It's a game. I love to play games uh, on the podcast. I hope you guys like to listen to us play games because I think it's a little bit more fun than just traditionally talking about things. And Mark's game that he's come up with is called Pick 2. But before we get into, you know, what the intricacies of it are, Mark, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing pretty good, man. Um, yeah, we were just kind of chatting off the uh, air or off the podcast, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, about March Madness coming up. That's going to be pretty exciting Hell yeah! since last year's got canceled. And uh, yeah, I think this is the first time I've done this podcast without a hat on. So, that's d- different for our uh, YouTubers that are watching the YouTube every week. So, hopefully you guys don't flee the scene. I'm usually a hat guy, so.
1: Yeah, I, I like Mark's hats. Mark Mark has a good variety of hats. Uh, that's what I like. You got that KC one that we've had several people comment, like, on the YouTube and be like, hey, where do I find that hat? Like, where do I get that hat? Um And I think I've messaged you a couple times saying, hey, you know, where did you get this hat? Because, like, people are asking for it. Do you got it, like, in, like, 08 or something like that? Like, it was, like, their team hat? Yeah, I think it was 08
2: or 09. I think it was 08, though. It was their on-field hat for whatever year it was. And it's, like, the only hat I've ever found of the Chiefs that's, like, an official one that doesn't have, like, the arrowhead on it. It's just a K and a C. So it was a Reebok Mm. hat, which I don't have a ton of Reebok gear, but... It was a cool hat, so got it in the sale bin for, like, five bucks. Not bad.
1: (laughs) Not bad at all. And it's a good-looking hat. I do like that it just has the KC on it, not just, like, the arrowhead because – Airhead seems like you're going to find those everywhere. So it is an interesting hat. But but Mark's come up with this uh, idea for this game called Pick 2. Um, he's compiled a list of a bunch of free agents that the Chiefs have on their team right now and potential free agents out there that the Chiefs could sign. And what we're going to do is uh, we're going to kind of make up the rules as we go. But, but as of now, um, the rule is uh, we're going to give out a list of three players and we're going to either pick two or pick one. There's some positions we might just pick one at and then other ones with higher needs, such as wide receiver. Um I think we will pick two at. So let's just go ahead and start in with wide receiver then. How about we? Um cuz you've compiled three different groups of wide receivers which I think um is interesting and I and I like it because it's kind of sorted out by pay grade. Um, so we'll first start out with the with the first block that you give us: Sammy Watkins, AJ Green, T.Y. Hilton. So I w- I would just say pick since we have three separate categories of these wide receivers, let's just pick one as of right now uh, from each category. Are you are you down with that? Um yeah yeah I'm ready to go for it yeah. All right, so start off with Sammy Watkins, AJ Green, T.Y. Hilton. What do you got, Mark?
2: Man, this is tough. I. Just because there's those other two names, uh, AJ Green and Ty Hilton intrigue me, um, and they're kind of all in the same. Like they kind of all have the injury bug, um, yeah. so that's something to kind of be aware of with all three of these guys. Which was kind of an interesting thing as well. Um, I think, I think I would probably end up just sticking with Sammy. I know it's yeah. it's kind of a weird thing to say because. Um, these other receivers, Hilton kind of had a nice year last year, actually, uh, with Phillip Rivers, and I wasn't really expecting that. Um, so I don't mm-hmm. know if he'll maybe stay with the Colts or bounce around to some other team. But um, AJ Green, yeah, he just hasn't been able to stay healthy. So, I, I mean, same can be said for Sammy, like I said. Right. But Sammy's been in the offense, he knows the culture, and I, I would just stick with Sammy out of those three.
1: I think that I'm I'm with you on that one actually. Um, I go back and forth between AJ Green and T.Y. Hilton as you mentioned uh, Hilton hasn't had the best relations with the Colts front office as of late um, I know that the Colts front office isn't uh, valuing him the way he wants to be valued so that could be something driving a wedge in between them they did just get Carson Wentz and I think if anyone's going to fix Carson Wentz it could be Frank Reich um, so that could be intriguing for them to bring back Hilton uh, to see okay let's see if we can make this work here so I think Sammy Watkins his market's not going to be as as big as people expect it to be um i think he can come back on a uh, team friendly deal probably loaded up with incentives i'd assume kind of like his contract was this year which when connor and i were talking about it he didn't get any of those incentives so um that's i guess that's yeah. good for the team um good for the team that he didn't save get any the Chiefs some money <laughs> he did for sure but aj green i don't think has a ton left in the tank um, that's disappointing because I really enjoyed him as a wide receiver and, and how he plays the game, you know, back in the day, but Sammy Watkins, I think is the best signing out of there. So we'll go into the tier two, I guess you could call it, uh, Marvin Jones, Willie Snead, the fourth, I believe he's the fourth and, uh, Corey Davis. So Mark, who do you like out of this group?
2: Oh man, this is a tough one. Um, just off the top of my head, I think I'm going to knock Snead out early. Just because mm. I don't know if he fits exactly what the Chiefs need. Um, right. but Corey Davis and Marvin Jones Jr. seem like they could be like more of a healthy version of what Sammy Watkins does. And uh, man, Marvin Jones Jr. he's just he's just always consistent and solid. Corey Davis does have those up-and-down games where he'll have, like, five catches, 120 yards, and two touchdowns. And then he'll kind of go quiet with, like, a one-catch game for 12 yards okay. or something like that. Um, but I think I, – I probably should have looked this up before I started talking. But I think Corey Davis is a little bit younger than Jones Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I would probably go Corey Davis –
1: that's who I was leaning into as well. We're going to have to switch it up. We didn't even talk about our answers before this. <laughs> uh, but, no, I think Corey Davis is, is exciting. Um, he was really good at Western Michigan, has played a, you know, pretty solid in the NFL. He's a solid wide receiver. Could be a good number two option. I don't know his height weight off the top of my head either. Um, I think that that would really determine what role he plays on the Chiefs. Um, if he's, I think he is a bigger guy though, um, than, than, what the chiefs have. So he could play that X role. Um, if I'm wrong, call me out on it, but, um, I think that he, he could play the X role. So I think Corey Davis probably is the smart choice there. And we've got some former chiefs in tier three. I and like this one. <laughs> one current chief, obviously with, we have Demarcus Robinson, Chris Conley, Albert Wilson, all three chiefs. Mark, who do you like out of this group? Well, I don't think
2: Albert Wilson was supposed to be a free agent, but I heard that they're cutting him. Uh, okay. So I think I think that that's why I added him to this list. Um, but yeah, Albert Wilson I guess hasn't really played much since he went to the Dolphins. Uh, so he hasn't really had a chance to do a whole bunch. Um, their quarterback situation's kind of been up in the air there since he's gotten there as well. Um, so he hasn't had the best opportunity since he struck up that deal after that week 17 masterpiece with Mahomes in (laughs) 2017. Um, Chris Connolly was always solid. I don't think he's done much with the Jaguars though. Um, I mean, Robinson hasn't really done much with the Chiefs, uh, with Mahomes either. So I think I would take a flyer to bring Chris Connolly back.
1: Yeah, that'd be exciting. I'll go. I'm gonna go with Albert Wilson just because of the fun of it. Because mm-hmm. we know what uh, he can do with Mahomes in that Week 17 game. Patrick Mahomes got Albert Wilson paid. I know Jordan Foote has said that on this podcast before, but hey, it worked. I mean, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes can get guys paid, and he's done it before, and he'll do it again. Uh, so I think Albert Wilson would be kind of be fun in there. So running back here, you, we've got Sammy Watkins, Corey Davis. And Mark, you've got Chris Conley. I've got Albert Wilson for the three wide receiver group going into the next position group tight end tight end two always seems like it's one of those categories that chiefs fans at least are talking about needing. Um, apparently the chiefs don't find it that big of a need if they don't address it as much as we think that they do. So um, let's talk about these tight ends here. We'll just probably let's pick two. Let's pick two on this one. Okay. Um We'll go Dion Yelder, Jordan Reed, Demetrius Harris, Mark. Who are you feeling?
2: Well, so so let's let's be clear here. These are like backup tight ends. These are like tight yes, end twos. Yes, so yes. Kelsey's gonna be here. So he's he's obviously the the main dude here. Uh, we're hoping that Kelsey doesn't get hurt because that would just be a disaster Uh, as far as right now the options that the Chiefs have behind him. Mm. So that's kind of why I'm always thinking, all right, what can we do at the tight end position? There aren't a ton of good tight ends that are available out there. I guess Gronk could have been on there, but he's going to probably take more money than what Mm. we would have been able to handle with Kelsey. So um, I think I'm going to, Jordan Reed has always intrigued me. Just, uh, I don't know. He gets hurt a lot. Yeah. Which is unfortunate, but if he can be the backup tight end and play like maybe ten snaps a game or something like that, um, I think he would be a guy that I'd go to. And then I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna kind of cheat a little bit on this one. I'm gonna say draft a tight end in like round six or seven this year um, mm-hmm. as my second tight end option.
1: Hey, I like that idea. Um, I think drafting a tight end isn't the worst idea. I don't. I'm not necessarily on board with drafting him in the you know the first second or third round early up there, but probably the yeah. later half of the draft, as you mentioned, uh, cause especially if they're going to be a tight end too. Um, but I like Jordan Reed as well. And I probably go, um, Dimitri. No, I'm not. I started to say it and I couldn't finish it. Um, I went going and Dion Yelder and Jordan Reed on there. Jordan Reed is one of those cases where I have always been interested in him too. I think he's, he's an interesting player and like when he's good, he's good. And I think he'd be a good tight end too, especially with Travis Kelsey, um, in this offense. So, uh, we're going to keep on the offensive side of the ball. We got a lot of offensive talk talk, talk about and now we're going to move to the offensive line with the guards. We got Kalecio Simile, DJ Fluker and Mike Upati. These are three guards we're going to choose from. Uh let's choose two. Let's let's pick two on this one, Mark. Who do you got?
2: If healthy, if he can if he can bounce back from those injuries, I really like Kalecio Simile.
1: Mm-hmm. Um
2: he was kind of like a nasty attitude guy along the line that the Chiefs had been missing for a little bit. Yeah. So uh, I think I'd try to make maybe bring him back on a cheap deal. Um, he seemed like he liked it here, so mm-hmm. that's a plus. Um, if he could come back on a cheap maybe one-year deal, that would be nice. And then between Fluker and Yapati, um, I don't, Fluker was like really high on my list like when he was first coming out of college,
1: mm-hmm. but
2: I really haven't heard a ton from him. Um, maybe that's just me ignoring offensive line throughout like the <laughs> league, but um, I also follow the Seahawks, so Mike Iapati is kind of a guy that I've been looking at, so I think I'd go Iapati.
1: Yeah, I, I think I'm right there with you, too. If Kalichi can rebound from his injuries, which you know he is on the wrong side of 30 and did tear a couple meniscus tendons. Um, which is going to be tough to come back from. It really will be. I think that'll be uh, really nice for the Chiefs if they can re-sign him to a very team-friendly deal. Um, and we were talking before the podcast, too. Connor Christopherson has brought up the point that maybe re-signing Austin Ryder wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. And we'll, and we'll talk about that here in a second. But um, with, when you bring in decent guards around him, I think that you know he's not as bad as people want to think that Austin Ryder is. Um all of that is a very cohesive, flowing unit. The offensive line is um, one posi- You know, you're only as strong as your weakest link, and I, that was very evident in the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah. And, and
1: I think that, that not a lot of people understand that. Like, yeah, having a bad guard can make your center bad, or having a bad tackle can make your guard bad, or having a bad guard can make your tackle bad. There's a lot of things that like go into each other that like I don't think a lot of people realize because it's a very harmonious, flowing situation when it comes to the mm-hmm. offensive line. And I and I like Uppati uh, too. He was one of the guys that I said when we did our, you know, trade deadline show about uh we Chiefs should go make a move for him. Just I pulled that one out of thin air just because I was like, <sighs> oh, he is a free agent next year. Maybe they can get a one-year flyer. So, I yeah. think I think we we agree on those.
2: Um going back to what you're saying about the offensive line, that was something in the mm-hmm. Super Bowl that I guess I hadn't really talked about with you yet, but like the way that they switch the offensive line around, like moving like tackles into guard spots or guards into a tackle spot when they like, yeah, it's just a cohesive thing that like, you don't want to move guys around like the week of the Super Bowl. So that was just like a rough thing to do, but hopefully in the off season here, they can kind of patch some things up and at least have a lot of nice depth to be able to throw in there. If something like that happens again,
1: it was very interesting too. Um, I know, I know I, talked about it on the podcast that they just didn't bring in you know like uh rankin to play right tackle uh, yeah uh, why they moved three guys around to solve one problem when they could have just brought in one guy uh, yeah. i guess that i guess that shows you how they like don't trust rankin i guess um mm-hmm. which is disappointing i'm looking for a tweet i tweeted about uh i can't remember who the packers just cut i believe he was a sinner was that oh, yeah, yeah. uh, um, and I can and I can't remember and I'm looking for, uh, oh, he was a tackle Rick Wagner. Um, Wagner. Yeah. Could be somebody to, to think about there. They, they made, uh, some room for him and you know, we're going to talk about the centers before we get to the tackle, but I'll make sure I mention uh, Wagner on the, on the tackles. I thought he was a center off the top of my head, but I was wrong. So we'll talk about the centers now. Austin Ryder, Daniel Kilgore, Tyler Lawson. Uh, Larson, excuse me. Um, so, Ryder, Kilgore, Larson. Who are you taking out of that group?
2: I think quickly. I just would probably say Ryder, just because he's the best. I think he's the best of that bunch right there.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and he's he's played with Mahomes, and it's good to have center quarterback relationship uh, that they can trust each other on. So I think you try to bring Ryder back as long as it's not super, you know, expensive. Right. I mean, I'm fine with paying offensive line, of course, if it's going to keep Mahomes healthy and as long as, you know, the camaraderie is there and everything. But, yeah, I'd try to bring Ryder back. And then, I don't know, I'm not, I, I think Kilgore was okay to bring in last year, but I think I'd move on from him and maybe bring in Larson.
1: -hmm Um. I was just looking up Larson just because off the top of my head I couldn't remember how big he was. Six, four, three, thirteen thirteen. Twenty nine years old. Um. I think him as a, a a depth piece obviously would be good. Um. I also would bring back Ryder just as we mentioned. Connor made a really good point about uh the. A writer and, and him coming back cheap could be very good for the Chiefs. Um, they'll probably draft an interior offensive lineman too that'll add to depth. They really need to retool on their depth more than anything. Um, I think that, that that became pretty evident in in just these last parts of the season here. So I, I'll, I'll agree with you on that with Ryder, and then Larson's kind of a, a kind of a depth piece. Then we're going to have Mike Rimmers for the tackle situation. Well, you know what? I'll put all these tackles in together. How about that? And we okay. can pick... We can pick, um, you know what, let's pick three out of all of these tackles. Let's go Mike Rimmers, Jason Peters, Kendall Lamb, Andrew Wiley, Sam Tevy, Cedric, oh, Ob- I told you I wasn't going to be able to pronounce his name. Mark. Abwe- Abwehi. Was- Abwehi, Abwehi. Yes, yeah, Cedric Oboehe. Oh just once I saw his name, everything went out of my brain. Um, <laughs> just how it goes. But so out of those guys, those are six different guys there, and uh, we even mentioned uh, the guy from, uh, Green Bay, uh, Rick Wagner. Uh, we could throw him in there too if you want. If that changes your answer at all, I should say. if With yeah. if, if, if Rick Wagner, would change your answer. Who are you taking? Three of those guys.
2: Yeah, I think I'd put Wagner up there. Actually, um, hmm. the the Green Bay offensive line was pretty solid last year.
1: Yeah,
2: um, and he, he was he was part of that. So I, I I think that that would be a nice piece to add here. So I I'd, I'd throw him there on as one of my guys. Um, now I was kind of looking at this guy's age, and I started questioning myself. But Jason Peters is a guy that is that a guy that I've liked over the years. And, uh, last year, I mean, it wasn't his best year, but the Eagles were kind of cluster. Uh, I, I, I I don't want to say too much on the Eagles, but, um, he's a guy that, I mean, Andy Reid knows him. Uh, he, he would be able to fit in here. I know some people have talked about maybe if Jason Kelsey gets cut, maybe bringing him in. Um, he's kind of an older guy too, but, um, I think that he would be a nice veteran piece. I know if they can draft a younger tackle, then he would be mm-hmm. a guy that can can help out and like teach and be a guy with knowledge and wisdom that can 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 help some of these younger guys out. So I would take Peters um, and then I might go Sam Tevy just cuz okay. I think I, he he's not great but I think he would be a nice piece.
0: Say goodbye.
1: Yeah. I'm with you as well. I'm thinking of, of depth in this situation too. Um, so I'll probably go, uh, Cedric, Cedric O. I, I like him. I think he's only 28. Um, so, I, mean, I think he only played in eight games last year too, which is kind of tough, but, um, as a depth piece, I don't think that's, that's bad. I mean, with him being 28, I don't think, I mean, he's on the older side, but he's definitely not, not old by, by any means. Um, I would also take, we're taking three guys, right? So I'm going to, I'll probably take, um, Sam Tevi as well. And for the sake of it, I'll take Mike Rimmers because I think Mike Rimmers did, did a, did a good job when he was called upon. I know people will look at the Super Bowl and say, oh, Mike Rimmers is awful. He's a, a terrible lineman. But that's just not true. That's just simply not true at all. Um, yeah. he was, he was asked to do an impossible task in defending some of the best pass rushers in the absolute, in the game right now. Um, so I I think Mike Rimmers did a good job. Really, he was, he played guard before he flipped out to tackle this year. He was he was the left guard before uh, uh Mitch Schwartz got hurt and he went out to right tackle. So his versatility on the offensive line I think would be very helpful, very big. Um, so I, I like Rimmers. So what did he? I went Rimmers, Tevi, and Cedric. Oh, I like that that tackle group right there. So why don't, so why don't we flip to the defensive side of the ball now, Mark? Won't won't you say? Uh, we'll go yeah. to the D end. Um. And I think edge is something that the Chiefs are going to address in free agency. I really think that that might be their uh, their one where they spend a, a little bit of money on, um, and get another D end across from Frank Clark, and you know, because maybe what the way the draft board falls, they don't think they can get the edge that they want, so they say, okay, let's go get let's go get one. So with that being said, there's a lot of a lot of D ends out here. Um, I'll give them all together, and we'll we'll go, well, how many do you have? You have six? So let's do pick three on this one. We'll go J.J. Watt, Jadavion Clowney, Vaughn Miller, Tano Passanio, Solomon Thomas, and our old friend Justin Houston. Um, Out of those six, Mark, who's your three?
2: Oh, man. So the Chiefs would really only need one of these guys, which is tough because there's a lot of good ones Mm -hmm. on this list. Um, but if I'm just going straight up off of what I've seen recently and throughout their careers, I think I'd probably have to go J.J. Watt, um,
1: yeah.
2: just a solid overall player. He, he's he's he been hurt more often than not the last several years, but I think he stayed healthy most of last season,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: uh, so that, that was good to see. And you can tell he's just a football player. Like, he just loves football. Like... I think he even came out and said he doesn't care about the money at this point. He just kind of wants to try to win a ring and go to a team that has a chance. So I think the chiefs would be a perfect landing spot for that. Um, But yeah, so JJ Watt would be one of them. Cloudy is an interesting name just because he's still kind of young, but he just never produces the way that you'd expect him to. So I'm going to pass on him. Uh, Von Miller. I think I would, I'd go JJ Watt, Von Miller, Von Miller. I think still has a little bit left in the tank. Um, the other day I heard a stat that him and J.J. Watt for career sacks are only four or five off of each other for oh, wow. career totals, which is pretty wild. They're both going to be first ballot Hall of Famers, no doubt. Um, So Watt, Miller, and then I'm going to bring back Justin Houston because he's <laughs> still been playing solid. I know people were a little bit um, concerned when... I guess the new system with Spags came in there, like you know, maybe he, not, he might not work out as well.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. So, I think that I'd like to see him try though, playing a maybe one hand on the ground type of linebacker, outside linebacker, mm-hmm. D end, whatever you want to call it. Because um, I think I think Houston can still can still play. So I think I'd go Watt, Miller, and Houston as my three.
1: Yeah, I was leaning in Houston, and then I, I kind of the same thing of the the scheme fit doesn't, cause he's more of an outside linebacker, I think. But he's, I'm just not sure how they used him in Indianapolis, cause I don't follow the Colts all that well. Yeah, um, admittedly, so I I. I I would like to see Justin Houston back. I think that would be fun. But I, I'd probably go with Solomon Thomas out of That's the one that sticks out to me. I just think, you know, that, that one would be fun. Same thing with JJ J. Watt. You know, how mm-hmm. fun would it be to have Frank Clark and JJ Watt on the same line? I'm with you on Jadavion Clowney. Um, he's not as good as Frank Clark. Um, and he gets paid maybe more than Frank Clark. I don't remember the contract off the top of my head uh, what, what Jadavion Clowney's was. But um, I think the, the factor with Vaughn Miller would be fun because. We'd get an ex Bronco, right? And we're yeah. going to get to play the Broncos twice a year with Von Miller on the Chiefs. That'd be awesome. You know how many former Chiefs have gone over there and we to play them?
2: That was exactly my thought. I was going to say it would be the reverse Neil Smith. Uh-huh. Uh, Neil Neil Smith went to the Broncos at the end yeah. of his career and won a couple rings there. And uh, yeah, bring Von Miller over, have him bring, win a couple rings at the end of his career. That'd be fine with me. <laughs>
1: That'd be awesome. Um, you know, there's just been so many of those guys that come from the Chiefs. You know, uh, off the top of my head, Jamal Charles is one of them. Sticks out to me. That was some, probably the most recent one. But uh, mm-hmm. man, uh, I just like I just like that story. So Watt, Thomas, and Miller are my three there. Let's go to the linebacker situation. Linebacker could be a little interesting come uh, post free agency. Um, it could get a little thin, so let's pick two out of here. Let's go Damian Wilson, Ruben Foster, Avery Williamson, who you got, Mark?
2: Yeah, this one was interesting as I was looking it up. Uh, I went with inside linebackers on this one, um, mm-hmm. just cause I think that's more what Damian Wilson was used as mostly. Yep. So, um, I think, oh, man, this is kind of tough. I, I want to say Reuben Foster, um, just because he still, I feel like, has a, a high ceiling. He's been a little bit injured the past couple of seasons. He had a little bit of... I, I, I still don't know his trouble that he was in. Like It, mm-hmm. it was kind of a weird thing. Like He, he got kicked off the Niners and it, it signs with the Washington football team. and It was right. just kind of a weird situation. Like I don't think he actually ever got like in trouble with the law. It was just kind of like a... A weird. Th- I don't, I don't mm-hmm. even want to go into it because I don't know like the <laughs> details. Uh, but I, I think he's a guy that if he comes in and you can see if he's good on the medicals, I think he'd be a guy that I would look at. And then Damian Wilson actually wasn't bad. I I, wasn't. I didn't think so. So I think uh, I, I'd, I'd keep Wilson around if, if he's willing to go on a cheap deal.
1: Yeah, I think that's going to be the big thing with Wilson is if he's willing to come back on a cheap deal and I think that he he would be I don't I can't imagine the market is too large for him right now so I, I I'm gonna go with Wilson and Foster um as well just because uh Avery Williamson was a name that was thrown out during free, or the trade deadline once again and he was traded to Pittsburgh um the jokes where he went from Owen six to six and zero or something like that yeah. he, went, he went from defeated to undefeated um which good stuff and yeah I, I think I I think that Avery Williamson is is kind of Equal to to Damian Wilson, I think that their play is, is is very equal. So why not just have a guy who's already you know familiar with the system stay here? And I know that'll be big for Spags and company too. So let's go to the cornerbacks. Let's just go one here: um, mm-hmm. Rashad Breland, DJ Hayden, and Xavier Rhodes. Who do you like Ooh. here, Mark?
2: Man, I like all three of those guys honestly. So this <laughs> is gonna be tough. Um, man, you just thinking about it. Like, off the top of my head, I'm like, Breland's played well for the Chiefs. He knows what's going on here. It would be good to bring him back. Um, But, man, Xavier Rhodes is a guy that I've liked for a while. And I think that I might like to see him in Chiefs red. So I'm going to say Xavier Rhodes.
1: Xavier Rhodes had a little bit of an interesting season a couple years ago. He had a couple back to back season, but like this year he really had a bounce back season from those little shaky years and he's he's been playing well um, as of late, so that one will be fun. But I'm gonna keep Brashad. I think Brashad is is solid. I mean he does have those guffaws every now and again where he gets a defensive holding because he gets beat, but who doesn't? Right? I mean yeah. who, who doesn't have those? Um I, I think Brashad is solid. I think that, you know, he came back on a team friendly deal. We later found out it was probably because of the suspension but I, I can't imagine that the market is very big for him right now even without the suspension so uh we'll, we'll see how it goes he could get some get a better deal and go get some more money which i wouldn't blame him for that i'm never going to fault a guy for getting getting paid <laughs> when he's supposed to but uh you know like as you mentioned all three of those guys would be exciting to see in kansas city i mean dj hayden too we didn't even talk about him very much but he would be he'd be fun yeah. to see in casey as well um,
2: yeah he's he's solid and uh i guess another guy I think Ward's a restricted free agent, right? Yeah, he is. The Chiefs can still hang on to him and not have to pay him hugely Mm -hmm. yet. I I don't think he's really going to be in the market for a huge deal unless he bounces back this next year. Um, But he was looking really good last year. So, I mean, maybe he can have a bounce back year for the Chiefs and give him a nice payday. Who knows?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we were talking about uh, Travis Ward being a lockdown corner um, at this time last year. So... Mm -hmm. I, he, I mean, he's got the potential, obviously. He just it was a small sample size, and we've started to see it soil a little bit as we get a little bit more. But let's stick with the secondary, our last position group that we have. Mark, I appreciate you joining me. I think this has been a really fun game. I hope the people at home have enjoyed listening to it and playing along with us. And the last position we have is safety. And I really think the Chiefs drafting strategy hinges on this position right here what they do in free agency will depend on what they'll do with their number 31 pick. And I think a lot of what they do on free agency has to do with Daniel Sorensen. I think Daniel Sorensen deciding if he's going to stay or if he's going to go is really going to dictate if the Chiefs go out and find another safety, if they draft another safety, if they think they need to get an edge, if if Daniel Sorensen comes back, they can probably feel more comfortable getting an edge. There's a lot of things that hinge on Daniel Sorensen's decision right here. And when doesn't it, right? When doesn't the Chiefs defense hinge on daniel Sorensen. it seems like that it always does but let's get to the three guys i just had to bring out a, bust out a little rant there about um daniel Sorensen's importance in free agency um so obviously you have dan on here dirty dan bradley mcdougald and trey boston trey boston i believe was just recently cut um yeah. by the patriots am i right no i made that up i think
2: it was the Panthers.
1: Yeah, it's definitely the Panthers. I saw Boston and just thought the Patriots <laughs> yeah. in the head for some reason. Golly. Patriots, um, Panthers,
2: both P names. I mean, I understand where you were going with it.
1: Yeah, oh, man. Um, so, let's just pick uh, Yeah, let's pick one. Let's. Let's. Yeah. I'm going to make you make a decision here, Mark. Uh, out of mm-hmm. those three guys, who do you want?
2: Yeah, I mean, and the Chiefs only need one. So, yeah. it makes sense. Uh, Man, Trey Boston, when I saw that, That really intrigued me, and I think he can kind of do some of the things that Dirty Dan does. Um, If I'm going logically with my head, though, I feel like Dirty Dan is an Andy Reid guy, and Andy Reid is a Dirty Dan guy, and they're both (laughs) BYU guys, and they're both kind of like, you know, they're they're Mm -hmm. in sync with each other, and uh, we did see Dirty Dan have his best season as a Chief, I think this past season. Yeah. Which is good. I think, you know, maybe he can try to work that into more money, but I think that he'll probably end up coming back to the Chiefs on, you know, not not a super cheap deal, but cheaper than probably what he'd get from another team. So I'm going to say Dirty Dan putting the hammer down, staying in Rock Kansas. It City. In.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See I go back and forth on this all the time. I need to look up the age of Dirty Dan because he's not hes not as old as you think he is. Um, he looks yeah. a lot older <laughs> than he really yes, is. Yeah. No offense but, to Dan Sorensen at all. He's only 30, uh, but he looks like he's like 45. Um, yeah.
2: I think Trey Boston is 31 too, so he's even a little older than Dan, which yeah. also which, factored in a tiny bit.
1: Man, I forget how long these guys have been in the league. That seems crazy that Trey Boston is 30. No, um, oh, he's 28. Um, oh, he's a twenty-eight. Yeah, so he's he a, yeah, oh, so he's, okay. he's a bit younger. So I think it, with that factored into it, mm. I like I like Trey Boston. I like the way he plays. I think he's ball hawk. I I really like you know what he's able to do. Now, he, Mark, you mentioned really good stuff about you know Spags really values knowledge of the system really over anything. You mm-hmm. saw that with Willie Gay see that with dan sorenson um you see it all the time so I, I don't i think that the chiefs especially in free agency might try to stray away from signing new people which sucks to say right mm-hmm. i mean you want to see i think i think that we're at this point where you want to see some new blood in this chiefs defense um that's where i'm at at least i want to see some new blood i want to see some new guys in there um mm-hmm. And I think Trey Boston would be a good way to revitalize that. I think he'd be a good, well, he'd probably have to play the third safety, which the Chiefs like to play with three safeties a lot, so it's not like he's not getting any playing time. But yeah. it, it'll be interesting to see what Dan Sorensen does. And if Dan Sorensen doesn't go and they sign, say, Trey Boston, do they have enough cap room to sign somebody at edge? Do they end up having to draft an edge with their first pick? What happens with the offensive line at that point? Just a ton of (laughs) scenarios you can play out in your head. Um, And luckily Connor's doing that with his mock off season. He's kind of playing out all those scenarios and he's kind of running the off season, like how he would want it to fall. And I'll talk Mm -hmm. to him tomorrow about, you know, phase two of his mock off season. But Mark, I really enjoyed playing this game and I appreciate you joining me uh, for this Monday edition. Uh, get used to Mark on Mondays. It's, uh, Hey, that, that's that got a ring to it.
2: Mondays with Mark.
1: <laughs> there it is right there. Mondays with Mark. So Mark, once again, you're the man. You any final thoughts?
2: No. Yeah. I Kind of like what you're saying with Trey Boston. Like he might cost a little bit more, but you know what? He's a little bit younger than Dan. Um, I think he's a playmaker, so I would totally be fine with bringing a Trey Boston in. And uh, like you said, yeah, it'll just kind of flow from there, from free agency into the draft. And uh, I love what you guys are doing with the mock drafts. I try to do one (laughs) after I listen to your episode every Wednesday so that I can get in on the action because I love mock drafts too. So Mm -hmm. uh, keep it going with that. I love love hearing what you guys are doing with those, and Jordan's articles are great. So keep up the good work, everybody, at Arrowhead Report.
1: The good vibes with Mark don't stop on, you know. They're not only restricted to Wednesdays. The good vibes are with Mark wherever we go, and it's Mondays with Mark. They've got a nice ring to it. I'm I'm glad that we've got something sorted out for the offseason. So, Mark, I appreciate you joining me. You wrote a little piece on Saturday, uh, that uh, that uh, I don't. I'm almost said aired that uh, published on Arrowhead Report. Uh, tell us what that's about.
2: Yeah, it's just uh, five things the Chiefs can do to get back to the Super Bowl and help them get back on top and win it again. And a lot of it was stuff we talked about today. I mean, Mm -hmm. offensive line, uh, making sure that Mahomes is healthy, which (laughs) goes hand-in-hand with the offensive line. Um, And off the top of my head, I can't think of the other ones. But, you know, go to (laughs) airhudreport.com and read the article. You're really going to enjoy it.
1: (laughs) Yep, good pitch right there. Even if you don't remember, it's still a good pitch. Um, But, Mark – uh, you're the man go follow him on twitter at mark the overseer um, we're gonna have something I think we're gonna mix a little things up with our mock draft on Wednesday um, Jordan and I have been in discussions with how players are falling how they're being ranked now I think we might go a different way than a lot of people are expecting so you want to stay tuned for that and tomorrow on Tuesday I'll be back with Connor Christopherson we're gonna be talking about phase two of his mock offseason so we're really trying to take you all the way up until the draft on April 29th and really all the way up to the League New Year on March 17th. We're going to be talking about the off season, and I'm excited for it. Franchise tag deadline opens tomorrow, Tuesday the 23rd. Um, I don't think the Chiefs have anyone that they're going to franchise tag, but that window does open tomorrow, uh, just a date that you need to, that you should be aware of. So um, if you love the show, make sure you go give us a like, give us a subscribe, follow us on, on YouTube. I guess that's a subscribe follow me on Twitter at Tucker D Franklin subscribe to us on YouTube and for all the content you need i am be I'll be posting previews to our conversations on there as well I think that those have gone over really well people like the little bit of a teaser that we put out five six minute teaser that we do prior to the episode so tomorrow I'll be back with Connor like I said so until then I'll talk to you tomorrow
2: the Roughing the Kicker Chiefs podcast is a daily Kansas City Chiefs podcast brought to you by Almost Entirely LLC in association with ArrowheadReport.com. Roughing the Kicker is hosted and produced by Tucker Franklin, executive produced by Joshua Briscoe, and is available on ArrowheadReport.com or wherever you get your podcasts. For more Chiefs coverage, visit ArrowheadReport.com and follow at SI Chiefs, at Tucker D. Franklin, and at JB Briscoe on Twitter.